welcome to another episode of Last of the Real Podcast. You know, I am your host, Zane, straight and plain. And as usual, I have some of my friends with me tonight. And we also have a special guest, you know, Mr. Maxwell, the man himself. But who else is here tonight? And of course, you know, it's your one and only, Surf Knife in the building. Greetings to the most, I, GRP. Now, before we go into our topic for the day, we just want to, you know, introduce the person we'll be interviewing today. It's Chris Malika, and, and her podcast is entitled Coconut Chat, and we'll be just doing a short interview with her before we move into our main segment. Chris, welcome to Last of the Real podcast. Hello, thank you for having me, Jermaine, and a very warm welcome to all of your listeners. Sure, thank you for being here. How is Australia, by the way? Australia is doing good, thank you. We are slowly moving into spring and summer, so we can see the sunlight. Days have, you know, the day hours have extended, so yeah, it's a good time. Great, 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 great. I guess you guys are preparing for the festive season down there. Yes, because we have also just come out of the world's longest lockdown period. So uh, last lockdown ended this Friday. So more reasons to kind of come out and have fun and see people and great. enjoy life. Great, great. I guess we are all coming out of that lockdown period. Yeah, it was a bad time, wasn't it? Exactly. So Chris, uh, for the audience who are not familiar with you, can you just give them a, a brief history about yourself? Sure. So for those of you who are listening to me, first of all, hello and thank you for listening. I am Chris Malika Padra. I'm, I was originally born and raised in uh, India, in Delhi, the capital city of India. I moved to Australia in 2013 when I received a scholarship to pursue my PhD. And ever since 2013, I've been here. Uh, I've... I've no complaints with Melbourne, Australia as such, except the winters are pretty, pretty bad. I don't like winters, but other than that, love the place. And uh, I'm, when I'm not into research or academics, I am into blogging. So I have a blog that I write. I'm also a trained Indian contemporary dancer. I have my own dance group. And very recently, I started taking on podcasting. We've been a year into podcasting. So I'm the founder of two podcasts. And one of them is Coconut Chats, which is primarily in English. And the other one is Dudesha Bangla, which is in my mother tongue that happens to be Bengali. So that's about me in a nutshell. Ah, so, so like you're a one-woman army. <laughs> I just try, German. I just try. Uh, you, you said you have uh, two podcasts. Uh, one yes. in one in English and what's the other one in? It's in Bengali, German. That's my mother tongue. Okay. And you said you have been in podcasts for over a year, one year now. Yes, just about a year. So why, why podcasts? Uh, so I've always been uh, very active in school in extracurriculars, right? I've always been into debate and extempo and whatnot but ever since uh, I was in high school or year 11 and year 12 I wanted to become a journalist because I wanted to speak I wanted to talk about things but then life took its own course I became 
an engineer and then PhD happened. But then last year when we were all in lockdown, I thought that if I, you know, if I have to create an opportunity to speak, what can I do about it? And then this idea of podcasting came to my mind. And ever since that idea came to my mind, I had only one mission. I had that mission to speak about all sorts of things that are not addressed in a South Asian community. So that's how my whole dream of talking, my whole of dream of podcasting came into reality. Wow, so so great. I heard you mention one of your podcasts named uh, Coconut, Coconut Chats. Coconut, yes, uh, yes. Uh, what, what is Coconut Chats about? Uh, so Coconut Chats is the platform where we aim to talk about all the stigmatized issues uh, which are not addressed in a brown or a South Asian community. There are like heaps of issues. And now that I'm in a different society, I can see how that community has, you know, brushed, conveniently brushed so many things under the carpet. We just close our eyes to topics and pretend they don't exist in the real time. But I realized it was time to speak up. And um, it was a good thing because the other two ladies I have on board, they are my very good friends and they agreed instantly to join me on this mission. So we try to bring upon different people who had difficult journeys in their life. They speak about their journeys. And the only mission we have is to kind of enable our listeners to have that confidence and to be able to get a voice when they listen to our podcast. Because even if we are able to reach out one person, I feel somewhere we are fulfilling our purpose. So that's the purpose of the podcast uh, in totality, German. And I can totally agree. I had the opportunity to listen to one of your latest episodes uh, titled mm -hmm. uh, uh, Prenup. And it, yeah. and it was very detailed. I encourage um, our listeners out there to, to listen it and get behind it. Thank you for listening, German. Thank you. Much appreciated. The, the, the name Coconut Chat, it's, it's mm. quite catchy. How did you come up with that name and is there a meaning behind it? It's, it's not me. It's one of my other friends in the team. She came up with the name. She said, uh, "We are look, we are all coconuts, right? On the outside, we are brown. We have brown values. But inside, we are trying to, since we are in a white community, so that's how that analogy came into being. But uh, brown on the outside, white on the inside. Okay, that is, that is very deep. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So what's the one big motivation that... Uh, uh, gets you up out of the morning and and keep going as a podcaster i mean ever since we started so far we have i think we have uh spoken to many people including all walks of community we have men we have women we have lgbt community who've all come to us they have shared their journeys I think that is the best part. When I wake up in the morning, it just feels good to acknowledge the fact that so many wonderful lives have touched us. So many wonderful stories have touched us. And I feel lucky that um, through this platform, I have had the I have had the ability and good fortune to know so many beautiful people in my life. Otherwise, I would have never known them. And their stories, some stories are just heartwarming, some heart-wrenching and whatnot. And I feel I am just a conduit through which these stories can reach to the greater audience. And I will keep doing this as long as I can because 
this just fills my heart with extreme satisfaction and just fulfills my passion of speaking of the truth and what's right. Oh, definitely. I can hear the passion in your voice. And the, and the feedback uh, sound like it's pretty great as well. Yeah, it is. So, Chris, uh, what is the legacy you would like to leave, uh, let's say, in the next 15 years when you start doing a podcast? What is the legacy you want uh, coconut chats to, to leave behind? I want to leave behind its extreme honesty and its uh, truthfulness behind. And I want to leave behind the basic mission with which I started is these stories need to be heard. These, these stigmatized topics need to be talked about and not be mentioned as stigma anymore. Nothing should be mentioned as stigma in society anymore. We cannot progress if we keep on putting everything into the big box of stigma or let's not talk about it. So that is the legacy. I want to, I want people to remember Coconut Chats as a platform where everyone had a voice. Anyone having a difficult story, a difficult life had a voice. That's what I want people to remember us with. Sounds great. Where can potential new audience uh, find your podcast? Um, thanks for that question, Jermaine. Uh, so anybody wanting to listen to us, they can easily just type Coconut Chats on YouTube. They'll come to our channel. We are also on Facebook. And very recently, we have made our progress onto Instagram as well. So everywhere, it's Coconut Chats. So just those two words, and you shall be able to find out. So Coconut Chats definitely making its rounds. <laughs> that's how you can find us okay thanks for that so chris i would like to thank you for coming on the last of the real podcast and i wish you all the best uh with coconut chats and with the movement that uh, you and your team are, are doing uh, over there thank you gentlemen I'm, I'm so happy it's an honor to be here on your platform gentlemen. thank you so much for having me you're welcome Thank you. So moving on into the, our main talking point for the night. We want to discuss what is the role of a woman in a relationship. Hmm. Oh, that's a topic for us. Interesting. Yeah, you see, this this is a, a vital topic because right now there's something going around that women are calling themselves a, a modern woman, you know, 21st century woman, an independent woman, and all these slangs are being thrown around. So I just want to, as men, come together and, you know, talk about what we think a woman's role is in the relationship, regardless if she's a 21st century woman, a modern woman, regardless just what we would desire a woman's role in a relationship to be. So apart, first of all, apart go from, ahead. Apart from washing, cooking, and cleaning. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke, by the way. That's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I don't think there's anyone in here right now that believes that a woman's role is washing, cooking, totally, and cleaning. Yeah. yeah, I know you have men out there that believe that, you know, but... I don't think none of us guys believe that. 
You don't think like that, Max. No, I just actually finished drying clothes, so. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> nah, but, you know, I think, I think a woman, they have very, very important role in a relationship. Now, we can break it down spiritually, you know, mentally, uh-huh. economically, as a mother, as a girlfriend, as a wife. But, you know, let's just start with spiritually first. How do we view our woman or what do we think our woman should bring to a relationship spiritually? Uh, spiritually. Um, from my point of view, spiritually, from, all right, me, spiritually, I'm not big on that category. So if there's going to be that spiritual drive within my relationship, it could be definitely be on my lady, for sure. And I, I guess it all comes down to how spiritual she is, because she may not be spiritual at all. Sure. And exactly. And again, one of the things that I find that puts a lot of problem in relationship is that when you're of, what I guess you say, unequal yoke, one person tends to try to push their beliefs or understanding on the other person. And I, yeah. And one of the things I always try to establish is that I have no problem with we seeing things differently, but it must be understanding that that's your belief. I have my beliefs, and we're not going to try to force it on each other. We can understand each other, don't mean to have to accept it. I think that's a lot of the confusion. We think that because, yeah, say, I, I'm going to try to understand your side means I'm going to accept it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's pretty well, woman plays still, though. It, for me, as I say, I can't, because at the end of the day, this conversation, though, I don't think we can necessarily speak general, because what could be, what I allow in my relationship, don't mean that's what you would allow in your relationship. But right. on the side, as long as she's not, imposing whatever she believes on me i'm good for good with it now i personally in, in my relationship in my marriage when it comes to spiritually me and my wife or our background is you know at the opposite end of the scale so what we do is we don't try and force you know our beliefs onto each other but what we used to do is come together as a couple and, you know, go over scriptures, read a couple of scriptures and we'll go over them together. She talks about, you know, okay, well, this is how I used to believe, how I used to see things. And I talk, we talk about the same, this is how I used to believe, how I used to see things. Let's say a topic popped up that, you know, based on our different teachings or different backgrounds, we had totally opposite beliefs, right? We would find a scripture, you know, read it together and discuss it together and come to a, you know, collective understanding that we agreed upon. So we didn't try and, and force each other's belief onto the other, right? And that's where I believe spiritually, a woman can help, you know, uplift a man, give him, give him strength to, you know, be steadfast in his belief, be steadfast in his word, 
and me and my wife being able to come together and do that as a couple, it actually kind of makes your marriage a little bit stronger. Max, I don't know if, you know, you do the same thing or how do you operate in your relationship? Well, uh, we actually, like I say, we are the same faith and, uh, you know, pretty much like, you know, my belief, the word Bible tells us, tells me as a, as a husband to teach my wife, you know, the faith. However, though, she brings, what she brings to the table is, I think the, what every woman should bring to the table as far as just that, that encouragement, like point you right back to the source. Like even when I come in from a long day, of hard work, trouble with uh, the, the troubles of the world, especially the troubles of the world of, of, for a black man, you know, I might put that out there. Uh, come home and you know we just deal with so much not only just what a man deals with but, but also just a black man deals with and coming home you need that that spiritual support man where someone's praying for you while you're out because you know we have men we have to make a lot of big decisions that can uh be that that benefits the family whether we can take the family in the wrong direction or in the right direction and i think her role is to help me stay grounded in that area and know how important she is in this in this role you know i, I don't sometimes i i was just talking to one of my brothers last night uh we were sitting down and we was talking about how important a woman really is that sometimes we overlooked their role because they're very very important like if they wasn't god when they gave them to us and it says he gave them to us for to be a helpmate that means to help me out on this mission that he's given me to be on and how can you help someone if you don't you know, you don't know what their mission is. So I think, you know, we might over, we might underestimate or overlook how important they are spiritually. They, they, yeah. they, they ought to be connected with God. You know, they'll be connected with knowing that hope, being able to read their husband and say, Hey, you know, I could tell something's bothering him for the last week. He haven't been the same. He haven't been connected to me. So I need to pray for him. I need to ask him what's going on, remind him of everything God has shown him, everything God has done for him just that kind of supports mentally spiritually because that's what we saying when we saying spiritually we we really saying mentally so if, if if you don't get that from her then man you, you you're basically fighting this fight by yourself and and you you can find yourself fighting her when you come home you know so you they, they're very important spiritually very important spiritually and i i'm glad you touched on, on mentally because honestly i think overall for a man we see a woman's role as so vital, so important because of our mental health. Right. You know, like you said, you don't want to have to be dealing with the struggles of the world and then come home and dealing with, you know, a combative partner, you know, constantly arguing, feuding. You know, we need a mental support system because, like you say, it's rough out here for a black man. It, Dealing with work, dealing with day-to-day -day issues. When you come home, you know, you want a partner that is there to stimulate our mental growth, to ease our mental anguish as well. Right. right? So right. You, you touching on mentally, it, it's, it's vital, vitally important. 
Well, 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 listen to this, Brian. You know, I was on a podcast we had, one of our episodes, we were just talking about how us men, when we, how how women wore is different than how men wore. Like when we wore, yep. we, we, we physical. We, we, we physical, physical yeah. people. So if I get into it with you, you know, I'm, a, I'm not going to be like, emotional with you and trying to play on your mind anything what i'm going to do is hey brian what what that was you said or you know i want to see where you at or come see you and talk to you face to face that's how men are we physical i say but we was talking about women though they're they're emotional and they're they are mental they they are they they war mentally so you know like when a woman get into it with another woman they they pretty much get into some words that can stick in their minds and mess up the other woman they might say things like i've been with him before you should keep your man on a leash or yeah if you were treating him good he wouldn't have been over my house or nobody don't want him he broke and you know it just they know how to mess with the mind right so yeah. when, and, and by me saying that by me saying that that's mental and that's that's a spiritual uh a spiritual gift that they got right it's being able to to, to emotionally affect the person. And if they just can imagine if, if your wife is emotion, if, if she's in tune to use it for the good of our family and for her husband, if she can use that gift of, of messing with your mental to encourage you and build you and, and, and influence you in the things that you've already established and told her that God has for you. Can you imagine where we can go, what, what we can accomplish? Because they're good at it. They like, like, man, you, you can't be, you can't out argue a woman. Never. You know what no. I'm saying? You you can say some things that might hurt her, but trust me, whatever she said, sticking in your mind a little more than this, than what you said. You know, we might say oh. some basic stuff like, "Yo, your dad is not this," but they saying stuff like, "Oh, you ain't got to worry about picking me up. I get a ride and leave it just yeah. like that, right?" And now you wondering who 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 gonna pick up? You know. They, they're, they're good like that. So can you imagine if they use it for the good? You know, if, if, if a woman used her power for what it was given to her to use it for, to, to help influence us and, and, and build us, build us and keep us going in that area. Man, that's, that's powerful. Yeah, that's, that's true. Because like you said, when a woman argues with you, they, they know how to, even if you're right, they know how to use that mental strength, that that little mental thing to, you know, you're right, but you end up getting so mad, so frustrated. It's like you become discombobulated. You don't know what's going on <laughs> and they win. Right. I mean, when they say things, they go to sleep and you're up all night. Like, hold up. <laughs> what what's really going on right here? That's right. And, and, and it goes to show you that he gave them that gift of that mental part, like being able to affect people mentally. So can you imagine if they use it for the greater, the greater good? Yeah. Right. That's powerful. That's the power that they have. And I don't, I don't, I think some of our women miss that power that they have. Like they overlook it for the independent, you know, they, and we're going to get, I like, I don't want to jump ahead, but they overlook it for these, these other powers. That's not powers. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, you have anything to chime in or add? Yeah, just touching on what Maxwell was saying early on. Uh, because for me, I, I hear you guys talking about spiritually and religion and, and those stuff and those startup things, right? Uh, for me, it could be 
not from that side, but from a side of uh, she being your piece, right? Uh, the, 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 the center where, like Maxwell said, you're coming from along the, uh, you know, especially as a black man, it's like the, the world against you. And when you pull that door, she should be the one to provide that, that peace and, uh, and tranquility for you. It's not like a, a competition of that sort. So to me, spiritual that is spiritually uh, for me. So tranquility. Yeah, man, because what's the point going in um, for, for round two in our next fight, right? When the no, world, when the world don't buff buff you and give you a, and give you a black eye. See, I I used to tell my wife that hey, when I leave this house, I don't remember doing anything until I get home because it's so hard out here that my mental state, I just block everything off, do what I got to do and get back home, right? Don't ask me how my day went because honestly, unless something really bad happened, really good, it, it's not important. Only thing that's important is getting back home and being able to, like you said, Dermian, have that, you know, spiritual peace, that, that mental solace. Yeah. Right? But the problem is, a lot of women don't use it to help us. You know, like like you said, Max, they use it for their own selfish ways. But to disturb the peace. To disturb the peace, exactly. Purposely. Exactly. Purposely. Oh yeah. No, oh yeah. But I say I would add to what Pinter is saying though. Despite they do use it to the advantage in a negative way. Right. I can tell you that. I've actually experienced the opposite as well, wherein in my younger days, I was much more ignorant, a much more ignorant person. And it didn't take much for me to, as Maxwell said, as a man, especially if I get a con conflict with another man, I'm ready for fight or go at them. And I could depend on her to calm me down, no matter who they're on me. And they're staying you know, cool and they're just heated and ready to go at it. She come and grab by my shoulder, hug me, and say, "Calm down, and trust me. It works well. Works like magic. She's like my muse. And even that, as I said, you go through the day, you find yourself frustrated. Sit down inside, think water, and it's like peace come to my mind. So, as much as I said, they have, they have a very powerful role in the relationship. And I, I, I can actually relate to what you said because a lot of times when I'm out I may come into a situation where I'm dealing with someone and the things I want to say aren't the most pleasant but I hold it back because I'm like nah you know what my wife doesn't want me to get into no argument I always says mm -hmm. think about me and the kids you know don't True. get into an argument because funny story I don't know if any of you have ever seen the animated cartoon um, Inside Out, where they have these little um, people controlling all emotions. She put a little guy that has that controls anger and rage on my phone. So she says, whenever I get mad, just look at it and just remember, hey, don't be like this. Think about me and the kid. 
right? And just that little thing has helped me out many times, you know, and it makes my mental being a whole lot better. Who who calmed down King Kong? Who whenever King Kong was tearing up, whenever <laughs> King Kong was tearing up things, who what 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 calmed King Kong down? A woman. A woman, wasn't it? I mean, they had tanks, they had tanks, they had missiles, nothing Airplane, couldn't stop them. Yep. Airplanes, bombs, nothing couldn't stop him, right? But what what can stop it? A woman. A woman, right? A, a, a soft voice. Question. I'm I'm going to stir the yeah. pot. I'm going to stir the pot a, a little, right? Uh -oh. uh oh. And and oh, I made a reference that who calms down King King Kong? Question. Who is more quicker to calm down their significant other? A white woman or a black woman? Mm. Mm, ah, uh, honestly. Uh -oh. You stirring the uh, pot. <laughs> yeah, might as well, might as well. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I, I think a white woman. Yeah, yeah I, I will put the, be the first to say I think a white woman. And this is my this is my thing. Yeah, let's hear. Uh, I say a white woman because even in, in conflict, right? Both both um, partners are going at it. Both partners are heated. A white woman will more um, either walk away, get emotional, and start crying, or run out of the house. Uh, why? Why is that though? That I'm not. I'm not sure. That I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's because they realize that hey. At some point in time, you know, it may get physical and um, the weaker sex, and I don't really want it to get there. But, uh, but Brian, put the script a little. Uh, yeah. Like, like Maxwell said earlier, when man and man fighting, right, it, it's not emotional. So what if it's a case where you were fighting another guy? What would the scenario be? Would she uh, pull it back and said, calm down, hold our go kick his ass I, I no I, I think i think i think it would be yeah it kind of depends but i think it would be more of a stop stop call let's call the police don't fight stop let's call the police where a black woman would jump in have your back and be ready to you know go hands on right because it's the same thing Jeremy, where if they're arguing with you they won't break down and run out of the house or get emotional. They will go toe to toe with you. If you want to take it there, they'll take it there with you. You know, so I will say a white woman is more likely to calm you down or, you know, calm down quicker. It also depends on her upbringing, too. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I was just about to get. Oh, oh go ahead, about go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just about to get in that. That one of the things that we need to look into now, this mentality between a white woman and versus a black woman, can go back. Well, does go back as far as slavery. The right. white woman has always been in a household where she's been taught to be submissive to the white man who's in charge of the ranch. 
within the same time, he's also in charge of his save black. And we as black people, including women, as Harley said, to fight, to stand up for ourselves, especially, especially that they used to be raped so aggressively. Right. So that has transcended down to even modern day our black women. They don't just sit down and take it. They're going to fight for whatever it is. So what is fighting with their boyfriend or just man in general? No, they're not going to sit down and think while the white woman, they just have always been used to being submissive. And so you find that's a difference of mentality as it is to the modern day. So you're saying it, it, it's DNA? You could say that. It's a good point. You know, you know, I, I um I didn't want to chime in on this. You know, we you know, we 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 talk about what a black man goes through uh in this world. However, though, I think sometimes again we overlook what our black women actually go through because they have on the same skin that we have on. So mm-hmm. they have experienced a lot of things that have caused them to, to be toxic, to be to to have this post-trauma trauma. You know, they like a mental breakdown and mental issues um, going on within themselves. And a lot of times we don't look at that because we don't see that they've been affected too by everything that this world has brought towards black people. True. So we have to deal with them and we don't look at it like they've been through a ment- like it's a mental a mental problem going on with them. We don't look at it like that. We look at it like black women. Black women this, black women that, black women this. But to be honest with you, they have suffered a lot of things too. They 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 went through same slavery that over here in America. Oh, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in America. They went through same slavery we went through as well. They've been raped. They've been and, and even when we was free. They've been raped, still, and been beaten, and seen their husbands hung up, still when slavery was supposed to be abolished. They 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 experienced all these things, and, and they experienced raising children by themselves, and so they taught to be hard over here, definitely over here in America. You taught to be hard because these people will walk over you over here in the society, and so okay. when we when we start dating them, we don't realize that they they affected by what has happened to our people. Yes, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Before we came to this country over here in America, our women was very submissive and very and very uh, lovable towards their husband and children uh, mm-hmm. in, in other cultures. But but because of what's going on in society around the world, around the world now, they affected by what what happened and what transcended to our forefathers back then. So we feeling the effects of it, and that's why we're kind of like judging them about judging them on what. They've been affected by, you know. I'm sure it was it was it was all wholesome before then. It was all submissive. It was all a beautiful black queen before then. But now we only can see them as what they are now because of how this world wants to beat our race down, and it, and, and and that's the effects that's coming behind it. And I don't want to. And now, go ahead. I, I I blame I blame all of that, Max, on mainly two things. Firstly, the media. The media has portrayed the black man as less than a man, not fit to be the head of the household, not fit to be loved, you know, savage, that, you know, not being able to commit. He, they have portrayed us in such a negative light that it's influenced the way women see us. They take care of women. They take care of women if they don't want to. 
to reject us, they take care of them. If they're housing, yeah. they give them uh, exactly. government government exactly. assistance. Government so assistance. you know, it, it teaches them to not want, to not to be submissive or to 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 not be supportive of us like that. Like to be dominant, more dominant than us, to look at us less. So it's it's all designed, and that's why I brought that's why I brought that up because we was talking about you know whether a white woman or a black woman would be. Uh, Will she calm him down? I think, I think, because I've experienced being in both type of relationships. I was in a in a in a racial relationship, and she she would calm me down. And she she came from Turkey actually, so their culture was totally <laughs> different. They told they, but when you come over to the, the this country in America, though, I'm sure some white women in this country are just as but wild. Oh, yeah. As the black right. woman over in this culture, and and it's due because it's the culture that America has created over here, you know. But uh, question, can I share in on, on something? Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. I'm going to go a little off topic before we come back because yeah, early on, <laughs> early on, Snipe said uh, on the Caucasian side, right? They are used to being submissive and that sort of. Um, stuff right, and Maxwell is saying that you know, and they and our black woman they are they are fighting the same fight as as we, right? So, is it is it is that one of the reasons why a black man will tend to want to date a white woman because he know deep down that that black woman is fighting the same fight as him. <laughs> Ah, I don't even think I don't even think we think that they're fighting the fight. Same yeah, fight. yeah, I don't think that comes into our, our psyche at the time. We just I, get I we just get we just get drawn away by the, the. First of all, it's throughout history, opposites has always been able to just get entangled. Yeah, you know, like yeah. there's always been a white black. There's always been an Egyptian, a Hebrew. There's always been a Jamaican yeah. with you know. It's always a Jamaican and a Brazilian. It's always yeah. been. Opposites just seem to just say, "Ooh, that's different. I want to try it because I it's mean, something." They say opposites right. attract, right? Right. It's always been like that, so I don't even think we consider that they go through the same struggles we go through. That's why we deal with the white woman, or that's why we deal yeah, with another nationality. My my I personal agree. belief, yeah, my personal belief. I think I think we just be amazed at the difference. I agree, and and to add to that, to German, I think maybe once you start. You're in a relationship with a black woman. Yeah. There may be some things there, like you know, attitude, different things that you think, all right, this relationship didn't work out because of this reason. Then you get with a white woman, and the things that didn't make this relationship work out aren't there affecting this new relationship. Right. So like you said, Max, I don't think that we think, oh, yeah, they're going through the same struggle. So, you know, we're attracted to them or want to date them like that. It's just opposite attracts and you're attracted to who you're attracted to. I, I'm going to stir up the pot. So yeah. I'm going to stir up the pot. With, well, so I make just, soup. Just, just, to, just to springboard off what Jeremy said, he said, um, about the just thinking about how you know you, you don't because she got the same struggle. So in slavery, do you think that you know that that guy didn't want to deal with that, that that black woman that was in the same field with him? 
cotton field with him or whatever they were in, in bondage and slavery, but, but he wanted to deal with the master's wife and daughters because they was free. Yeah. They was free yeah. and, and they, they, they had money or it was a different life that he could be he he could be a part of. Because sometimes I I, I believe that like some dudes may be looking at it like they don't want no black woman because you know they they feel like a white woman can take them to another level and those dudes talk like that so yeah. you know because I'm just asking that question because I'm sure in the field you had some black guys that was like you know really wanted to, you know was into the master's daughters into the I, masters I, I would say that um, based on the history that I've come to know um Back then, a black man wanting to date the white woman, it was more of a revenge kind of thing. Not necessarily relationship or to make it better because back then, that was a condemnation. A white and a black together, immediately they get plugged in or he'll be killed. So yeah, so is that. Right, so it wouldn't be an intense that I'm going to have a relationship because this can better up my life. I can step out of the season probably in the house. It was more a case of revenge against the slave oh, master. Okay, revenge. Okay, so what about after the, after they was free? So after it's free now and you got liberty now to, to date and do those things, do you think that was revenge still or how? All right, well, moving to the um, modern day now, as you said earlier, I would be honest to say that, yeah, I do believe that a lot of black men probably think that, yeah, dating a white woman would give him more opportunities and probably get him far because at the end of the day, we are still considered the minority. Right. So we're fighting to get ourselves on that level. So if we think that a Caucasian woman can get us there, yeah, a lot of men, a lot of black men do have that mindset. Okay. Now, now, my question is, if you enter a relationship with that kind of mindset, do you think it will work? It has. Yeah. Well, I guess the answer that would have to actually be in that, have to be in that position to say, yes, it has worked. We can only speculate how well that may have worked. Uh, because people uh, use... People use people and just stay with them still. Oh, yeah. People use people in general. I mean, women use men, men use women. It's, it's just that mean, something that happens. That, that don't mean it's a great relationship, but it is, oh, it's a relationship. It, it, it works, right? It works. Yeah. It works. Now, I mean, now, this is very so, often because um, yeah. from a Caribbean point of view, uh, not just Caribbean, but third world country in general, Therefore, a lot of these men go on the, the, the apps find right American women to make a better life for themselves. So it's always white. It's always white, right, Snipe? Exactly. And sometimes we, we, we I'm going to say, sometimes we see some men with some kind of white woman who's like, really? <laughs> really? From you see the man and the woman is like, oh, okay, he's definitely for the green paper. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. I'll lie, but yeah, it's true. It's like that. Seen it and like, seen the like, they, like they did it just to get their papers, ain't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, 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 like the green card. It's like that. It's yeah. like that bullshit commercial with Iron King when they said light is sometimes better or something like that. I mean, 
it's that's why some people barely see it. Nah. Now that's that's they're talking a whole different thing right there, man. Light beer and you know, but I I I do agree. Sometimes you do see that the woman. You look at the woman, you look at the man, and you're like, yeah, you can definitely see that this has an ulterior motive. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I just said that to Brian. I was speaking to a friend of mine, and he was saying something to me. One of the things because he's in the states and. He dates a white woman for some time, and he, one of his reasons was that white women are more open date any kind of men versus a black woman. A black True. woman more of a, a general. Now, go and put it now. She wants, uh, in terms of physicality, how we look, you know that marsh chestnut, those arborist, those kind of men. That's typically the definition of the type of man they want physically. Of course, you know, the fixes and all of that. But a white woman is more open to, you name it, family shows her love, she's good to go. While a black and woman, she's more picky. The thing is, no, that brings us into the next point, the economical, you know, function. Because I think where you say a white woman is less picky is because they will take, they will build a relationship with you regardless of how you look like you say or your financial status you know mainly with a black woman it's a checklist you have to because i've been in that position you have to drive you have to look a certain way you know you have to beat in jordans yeah i'll, I'll <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll talk to a girl that you got to be wearing jordan and i'm like are you crazy we are going so to get they, so they, much passion a, for this but it's real. I'm telling you, because look, Jeremy, you know my history. <laughs> you know, like you know, what I mean, I, I I don't really judge or I'm not partial. Well, I've been around the block. But question, Brian. Question and question, guys. And and this is for everyone yeah. because the, the talk the talk is out there. Why is why is it that? a white woman will take up a struggling black man and a black woman wouldn't do that. Exactly. And I think it's because a, a white woman doesn't focus mainly on the financial side of things. They focus on time spent and family. Right? Because uh, uh, <laughs> so in, my, in my so, relationship... So, so question, question, my, Brian. Maybe yeah. she sees it as an investment that she knows that a couple, couple years down the road she just divorce you and just take half of your will. But why doesn't a black woman see it as the same thing then? Um, the question, um, Brian. Yeah. Um, you say a, a, a struggling... A white woman will take up a struggling black man. But a black yeah, woman. Jeremy posed that question. Why are you here? Yeah, but I kind of disagree still. Because is it that a struggling white woman is going to take up a struggling black man? Is it that way? Or... Yeah. No, 100% yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Based yeah. on think... what we see when they come out here, some of them are the same yellow boss as we saw. So exactly. Guess... Yeah. It's 100% yes. Um, well, with, with that right, said, hold on. Hold on a sniper. Let me hear a sniper say. 
we can't forget that also a research has been shown that white women, a lot of them, tend to choose a black man just because of the deed. Oh. As you know, it, it, it states that black men are more is bigger in the bedroom than the white men are Caucasian or Asian. So yes, a research has shown that a heavy percent of white women who decide to choose a black man is because they want to experience the deed. Better, better, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah, I'm, yo, I mean, we can't deny it. If research says that, we can't deny it. But back to what Travis says, you know, Travis, a, a white woman that is struggling or that is doing well for themselves will more likely take up a struggling black man. Because it, we see that even in Jamaica, if you're struggling and you're not on the money, your African talk, or you know, something for your woman to take you up. Why? Um, why? Let, let, let's look at why. Why would she? Why, why does she? Exactly. Like, is, she, is she infatuated by our blackness? Or, or, or is it a project to her? Or is it mystique? You know, is it mystical to her? Like it's. You know, like opposite of track is that's the only is she focused on just having a black man. Like, why? Why does it? I th- I think Maxwell most of the time it's it's desperation. Desperation. Yeah, because you think no, so? No, um, let, let's be real and let's stick to home, right? Because most of the time when we say the 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 the, the, the white woman dating the black Jamaican guys, right? Let's be honest. 99% of the time, none of us here would have ever dated that white woman. Now, you're talking about the, the black know, man the, to the white woman. No, overweight. Yeah. 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 You're talking about the overweight, you know, the not really up there, up there. Yeah. The white, the white woman that the the white woman that the black that the white women the white men don't want. That's what you're saying. Our Jamaican, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the yeah. tend to look. No, so he's talking about the, you know, the, the bottom of the barrel kind. Of yeah, the ones that they don't want, the ones that the white yeah. man don't want. Yeah, but I've also seen like really nice looking white women pick up ugly ass black men. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it works both ways. I've seen really nice white women. Yeah. Brian, I get canceling, Brian, because there's, there's people out there you know, who are quite touchy. So, but Question. I mean, real is real. Question, Brian. I mean, yeah, go on. All right. So, I, in, in my knowledge, most Caribbean men seem to um look white women for opportunity. So mm-hmm. if a black man don't have anything, right, and this white woman don't have anything, and she will take him, why would that black man even what put himself he here knowing that she don't have anything to offer him? Exactly. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's the, that's the mindset traffic. I, I, I think the main ingredient in that is that, like, like Maxwell said, is to obtain that green card, right? Yeah. So yeah. that is the only thing she can offer. So therefore, she don't have no money per se, but she still have something can offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the thing. That Hold on. That's the misconception that a lot of men have. They think that just because a woman, a white woman per se, then picks you up and, you know, you get married, it means you automatically get a green card. That's no, a big it, misconception. 
no be one step closer in 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 a, in a sense no no bro no bro you are still a square one no in a Brian no in a Brian no, that, no I wouldn't say so no well and then remember you know you know the the entire rope is right you know the whole experience of that right yeah I reckon yeah. that guy out here don't know that experience his perception exactly. is different from yours and that's what I'm saying it's a misconception. So, to him, that is no just step one or anything like that. To him, yeah, to him, one to, him, to him, he's uh, he's there, he's good. And that's why I keep saying it's a misconception because they don't know the process and they don't know that, hey, the mere fact that she doesn't have anything and you don't have anything, that's not a stick in your box. That's more of an X in your box. Right, because that's how the process is set up. It's not geared to help you, right? It's geared to more than okay, we're gonna weed you out then. And, and that's what keeps saying it's a misconception. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I don't, I don't think, I think yeah, black woman will, will take up on black woman. I don't have anything, but you see, the facts. Yeah, are, of course. The two of you come from Jamaica. You have a married woman come down to Jamaica. She had, it's a different culture, you know. So even though probably she never have anything, she not used to Jamaican culture. You know? But when you have a man and a woman come from the same culture and they know where they are face, it's hard for a woman to look and say, you know, you take him up, you know. And, and we know him now have nothing and we have a bill with him. But I take a really strong woman to do that because she know exactly where she get into, you know. That's why the woman coming into this a new culture you now. She don't really understand where she are getting at yet because fear culture is totally different. So you're saying it's the it's the unknown that basically you know draws them together. Because if they don't, if, if she doesn't know what she's getting into, as you say, right? And she does get into it, then it must be the unknown. Because yeah. if you know what the culture was like and know what she was getting into, what you're saying is that. She would do the same as the Jamaican woman and not want to pick this guy up. Well, maybe because look at this now. If it is that <laughs> um, most, if all right, all right, I'm not going to want straight from the topic, but as I say, um, long long, look, look, opportunity from white women. So you, you think that if, if the white women, all of them didn't know that from day one, you think they would give that black man a chance just to know, say, a scam match or a scam I just forget some app and I think you like you know, no, nobody not go, if you know say I'm gonna try scam you travel you're not gonna give nobody a chance to scam exactly so I think, nobody I think would I, I, no I no I, black or white I think the fact that they don't really understand culture is yet and no say yeah so, so not that matter and the unknown exactly the fact that she doesn't know what's there and unknown and like Maxwell said the opposites throughout time somehow seem to attract. I agree. Yeah, but it, it, it cannot be denied. Like Jeremy insists, it's proven that our uh, white woman without money or without money is more likely to pick up a struggling black man. Now, in, in America, like the, the whole media it first trades the black man as the enemy. So like Mark said, it, it supports single mother, supports single black woman, you know, government assistance. But in Jamaica, there's no government assistance, right? 
So even if the media is portraying a black man as something else, there's no government assistance and majority of the country is black man. So your options are limited then. Now, why is it that a black woman with money finds it harder to pick up a struggling black man? What, Isn't it just because Jamaica. of money? You're in, you're in yeah, yeah, here in Jamaica. Isn't it just because of economical reasons? But what would you actually do? What would you, as, as men, what would we tell our daughters? Like if you had a daughter and she's going to college <laughs> and she's doing all, you know, she's going to college and everything. What Max, would be your advice about picking up a struggling black man? Do not take up any bone. Simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but honestly, still not. I think I have a different, different categories mm-hmm. in terms of um struggling black man or struggling. Yeah, category. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I right, look on it. Not, not one that's going Absolutely. to school. Not not a guy that's trying to get ahead not that, that right right but, so, that. but but that, that dude that dude that pulling up at the house with a bottle in his hand i mean every time you see him he got a bottle he's at the pool hall shooting pool and gambling and trying you know and he just he's not for my daughter let's let's say it like that what would you tell your daughter because we we, we look at these women and we, we we talking about these women right but we, we want our daughter to pick up a dude that's that because I, I I don't want you know we we were talking about white women picking up guys that's struggling or whatever but is this guy just a struggling guy forever because some of them pick up guys that just they take care of like a mama so like a mother so uh, what what kind of dude are we talking about struggling and I think that's good that's a good question you just asked bro uh, that's what I, that's what I was getting to that um, right that's a good question because what is struggling struggling with ambition something I exactly ambition. And as Maxwell said, yeah, them come every day, them a gamble, them a drink, them now look no better. So you can't have a daughter to put a man like that. But if a man is just, just near like a L and they can push forward, we get things started. You see the ambition now, just now they start. That's a total difference of now. We can see with a party, but what I'm not helping myself and that, that, no, no. So, question the trap. You're saying that a lot of our women don't make relationship decisions based on financial circumstances? Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, the real, no, the reality is, is how, I, how I see it. The reality is this in us that um, if it's a case where she don't, she's not attracted to you emotionally, yeah, it's going to be based on your, your social and financial status. But it's mm-hmm. a case where she's emotionally into you. I think she's going to see the answer. Yeah, if you are a bum smoking weed every day and drinking, she's going to be into you all the way. But if it's a yeah, case no. where she just likes you, yeah, she's not going to really focus on the bum lifestyle. No, she's not going to gravitate to that. She might like you, no. but if she, if she realizes that you don't have an ambition to go beyond just being a bum, then he ain't going to go nowhere. But otherwise, it's based on your, your status, whether it's financial or social status. Yeah, so, that's going to Two quick things now, right? Being a, being a bum, right? And smoking every day and whatnot. A woman that's trying to push forward, when she looks at you, right? And she remembers what her father, Jeremy, said, don't pick up any bum. 
she looks and all she can see is that she's struggling. She's trying to move forward. And regardless of your ambition or not, she doesn't see that until she gets to know you. What she can see is the lack of financial um, power or lack of financial backing behind you. So, you know, with the words of her father, Jeremy, in the back of her head, don't pick up the phone, she more than likely won't go there. True, true. As I said, as you said, the point you said earlier, too, is if she not yet know him, like what he's about, it's just what she sees, then without question, that at first thing, something has to attract her. So she has to see something about him to say, all right, I like this guy. Let me go investigate. So it's a case where if he's if he's not attracted, then he won't be in the question. It's a bum. Unless she's into a man who just smokes weed, like a oh. probably dressed, baggy clothes and everything, then she goes oh. to that. But otherwise, she's not going to move towards that. He's not showing anything that really attracts her. And now, that's what I'm saying. When it comes to economics and financial in terms of a relationship, I think that we all need our women, general women, to be more supportive, right? To be more understanding. Yes, you know, if you're in a relationship and you see that this guy has nothing bringing to the table, because a lot of men, a lot of men, like you said, are bums, they don't bring anything to the table, then by all means, move on. However, don't see that this guy is trying, bringing 100% of his trying to the table and you refuse to bring 50, right? That, that cannot work. If, we're, if we need our women to be there with us 100%, if we're 100% financial. Question, Jeremy. Um, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Back, back in the past, you see, um, the use of his team is say, um, the woman stay home and do all your work, the housework, and the man go out and work and bring them back home. But I see them say we move past that. But you believe that some women still live in that time in which they're not staying home you know, and doing all the work, you know, but they still have the mindset of, oh, a man's supposed to bring everything, as you say, to the table. I think most women still live in that and mindset. Chubby, and Chubby, you know what that lifestyle, you know, you know what happened to that lifestyle? A high percentage of jockey. That's what happened. Mm. I think Jackie. it should be equal, you know. Hold on. What do you mean equal? Let's yeah, talk about the role that man and woman play in a relationship. No, no, I'm not only rule. I think you mean 50 50. Money wise. Oh, money wise. Yeah. I think you mean 50 50, right? If, well, yeah. But they have, as I say, I have some women who are still living at the, the mindset of, all right, even though she's working. She's not supposed to contribute, no, but a man's supposed to do everything as a man. A man's supposed to take care of a man, a man's supposed to do this, a man's supposed to do that. Instead of someone who lives in that mentality. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I, I have personal experience with two, well, one family member, one really, really close friend that were in relationships with um, black women here in the States. 
right? And um, both women were, one of the males made more money, one of the males made less money. Yet both females, right, without knowing each other, had the same mindset that whatever the guy works should be hers or should support the household. Whatever she works should be hers. And I think they still, yeah, a lot of women still have that mindset. So what no, she, I, agree, I agree with you. I agree with you. A lot of women still have that mindset. What she earned is for her and what I earn is to take care of the house. Oh. Yeah, I've okay. seen that. I, I have seen that. Like yeah, I've seen that too. I can speak on that too as well. But, but, I, but I, but I know man that says that a man should literally take uh, care of everything financially. True. True. Yeah. And, and Jermaine, if a man feels like that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But, uh, take but, care uh, of your household and your partner. Nothing but, uh, wrong with that. What's at what state in your life financially because if you can't do it then what exactly if you can't do it doesn't it fall on your partner to be there to provide that strength to you no you see all the right. topics that we go right. through it all comes back to that woman being that support system that strength if you fall short on paying the bills this month shouldn't your woman be there to say all right you have the water bill, no problem. You may have the light. You have the groceries, you may have gas for the month. They should be there as a strength. Yeah, so if you fall short. Oh, yeah, but it's one of the things that I realized, Brian, is that it depends on how long you're falling short for, how frequently you're falling short for, because they will say, all right, this month you fall short, I paid. Next month come, you fall short. So all I hear you're still falling short. Eventually, they're going to call it quit. And I would no. say that um, relationship, modern day relationship, no, don't last as don't last as long as it really is the ratio from the past in terms of when struggle prolongs for too long. They say they're the like struggle. Chelsea managers. <laughs> yeah, and I forgot about. Yeah, that's true. One struggle is going on for too long. Eventually, relationship going go south. Whereas, whereas back then, in their grandmother and great grandmother days, yeah, man, told them we struggle the decade. No, questions, man. Hold Brian. But we see that a lot in our culture right here at home, right? And it doesn't exactly. necessarily have to be struggle, right? Because what if you're a financial stable, right? Are you going to a relationship? And we're keeping it here in Jamaica. Are you? obligated to take to take up her bills along with your bills are the two of you guys should come together and just make things work i believe i believe it's both should come together and make things work that's essentially equal because i know where both of us is working and i'm taking care of all the bills what are you going to add and this is it travis the money, if I'm taking care of all the bills, of course, it will be struggle. Because guess what? I'm probably biting off more than I can chew by myself. I could probably take care of myself comfortably. But taking care now of a partner where everything falls on me, maybe I need a bigger space, 
maybe it's two cars, two bus fare, whatever it may be, maybe I just bit off more than I can chew. And if together we can go a lot further. But but for some reason, Brian, against I, I don't know if it is like in America, but here in Jamaica, that togetherness, Jamaican woman see it as weak. It's the same thing, bro. It's, mm. it's the same thing. Because they believe that once the bill is split in 50-50, they, they don't just see as a man. No, I, I, yeah, you're right. I, I think that for, for me, I'm at the point now where if I'm interested in a female, we're talking at some point, it's not like back in the days where there was like a set standard, you know, man provider and all of that. It's reached a point where I think that before we get serious, once we see the intent to get serious, the conversation should be at, at what is expected from both you and she. Because if that's not established, it will cause from Because at the end of the day, with the modern day woman that has come so far and changed so much, it's no more case where she's just home and focus on home and you care on money. No. You have someone who is so independent and want dollar from you. You keep your money, she keep her money. Some want it split, some want you, as I said, pay all of the money and she keep her money. So I think it's something that given the modern day woman, you'd have to discuss that oh. and see what role she'll pay economically in the relationship. Now, oh, let me ask that. the last question. Really, it's to you know, the financial situation of partnership of the couple, right? You believe that once you get into a relationship, right, once things start getting serious, let's say it progresses into marriage, do you still look at it as her money, my money, or is it now our money? I say our money. That's how me and my wife talks right now. And, and that and that's how I do it too, bro. Our money. Uh, right. my, my for my relationship, it's this way. And simple as I say is we have three accounts. Your account, my account, and our account. And our account. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's all I, I see. That I think that's the best balance I can find. That's your account and your account now. Yeah, we can have three accounts. This is the case where she agrees to just an over account, everything we put in one account, no problem. But the thing where it's going to be just your account one side and my account one side, we're not going to work with and, that. And Max, when, when, when you and your wife are making a financial decision, she doesn't just jump up and do it without your consent and talking to you. No, we, we, sit, because, down and we, we, we sit down and we discuss those things. Yeah, because... It, our money. Right. Yeah. We we sit down and discuss it. Whether, you know, like like the brother just said, we like we have um like I might have my account, she got her account, but then we got the other account. However, though, uh, really all three of them is ours. You it's know? ours, exactly. Right, right. But 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 if she wants to get something nice for me or something or do something, she do it with the money she got from, from working. Yeah. Even though yeah. we considered ours, but she take yeah. it from that pot because it yeah. means it means that she sacrificed what she was doing to, to me. buy me something, you know, instead of going in our pot together. So, you know, I I I, I definitely agree, man, that we got to look and it's the mindset that had to change over though. That it comes from my to our. Exactly. I, I had that problem. 
when when me and my wife just got together, it was always me and mine. You know what I mean? I'm talking about something or I'm making a plan. All right, I'm going to do this and it's me. And you're right. It's 100% a mindset. It's something that both male and female have to change. Yeah, it's a mind. It's a mindset they have to change over, and it's it, it's natural. It's just like like you you know you uh it's even like you 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 you're a man of the faith, right, Brian? Yeah. So yeah. you know when you first got saved, it, it was a process of your mind changing over to a new lifestyle and thinking differently and 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 acting differently and making different judgments when you in facing certain situations that you wouldn't have did when you before you got saved. So it was a process. It's the same way with marriage, from going from single to married. They Everyone has a trans has has a renewed mind and transformed from that single mind to, you know, a joint mind that hey it's mind. us now and it, it, it takes a moment because you're so used to spell if you spell if you got you, uh, ten grand in the bank and and she got like a hundred dollars in the bank, uh, you like this is my money you know yeah 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 but, but the rules <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch this. If the roles were reversed, though, it would be our money real quick. <laughs> right. I can't hear the woman. I can't hear the woman. Our money? Our? <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, listen, listen. I know. I don't know if Max has seen this. Probably not. But I know all of us Jamaicans have seen the video where the young man is in the middle of a mall on one knee proposing to his girlfriend. Yeah, I remember. And that. she looked. And sees, you know, she's like, what am I doing with you? And you can't do this for me. You can't do that for me. And walks away right there. But and the it's like, but, it's but, all financial. But Christian Brand, even though I heard that was what that was stage, right? Stage, yeah. Uh, is yeah. it wrong for a woman to be ambitious? No. Because but I, what what is ambition though? I, I think mean I think somebody is back. No, no, no. I want to say an uh, ambitious now because when man a man talking, right? Man a man who said that they just want a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Woman tend to have this list: house, car, this yeah. in the bank. What is that? Isn't that ambitious? No, I don't think that's ambition. I think that's you looking for. Smooth sailing, you know? Ambition is something that you have to have for yourself. It's like self-love. No, no, I get that. But why are we, man, not wired that way to say, hey, we want a woman with this and this also? We just always say that we want a woman and then we end up in bullshit. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. That's from tradition, from all practices wherein men are providers. By default, we are supposed to have the money. So it doesn't really matter which woman we get. At the end of the day, we have our money, and she will take care of the house and the kids. Right. That yeah. mindset we have, while we are not necessarily looking for a woman with six figures, nice house, and all of that. No. But is it wrong to have that mindset, Snipe? Hey, you, you, you know, I, I like what I like what Snipe said. He, he said that the reason why we do choose women that maybe not be so much as educated or might might not be uh, financially able or financially set is because we know that we're going to provide and that's because we're 
we have that mindset as a provider because we've been given that God gave us that. But let, let's look at how I was just talking about history and it's probably been over there in Jamaica as well. And you helped me out about, you know, help me out with the history. But at one time I remember, and I think it's still going on. It is actually, it's still going on in the middle East that if a man wants to marry a, a woman, uh, take a bride, he pays some type of dowry, right? To, to the father, right. to the family, right? right? Mm -hmm. So the father would know that his daughter is well taken care of, right? Correct. Okay, so now, now that a lot of people are not doing it like that no more, I think we're seeing that the women are doing it without the father being involved. Like a woman wants to know that, you know, what is he bringing to the table to, to take care of? Because that's the same concept. If I was going to marry, if I was going to marry your daughter, I was going to provide you with some things that the the to you know donkeys, uh, jewels. <laughs> All these things I was going to provide, I was going to provide all these things to let you know that I really want your daughter and I'm going to be a provider for her and I come from a well family and you was going to make a decision like, okay, I think he, he, he's going to, he's going to take care of our daughter. So that was, that was, um, we could say that that was, I don't want to say gold digging, but we would, we could definitely say that the, you know, the man was making sure his daughter had standards of being financially taken care of. I mean, tomato, tomato, you know, gold digging. <laughs> right but yeah. but now but now the women is without the father doing that we hey, see it like what a, it is. we see it like it's a bad thing but it was you know every man wants his daughter to be taken care of and every, woman, is, wants, and every woman wants to be taken care of as well right yeah i try to see two sides of it you know like I, we got some bad apples of course of course so, so, of so course that, so that's but i think I, I i think a woman have a right to want to be you know, making sure she's going to be stable if she's with this dude. Exactly. And and that's what I'm saying as well, Maxwell. Why is it that we, us men, are not cultured that we're, that when we're seeking out a woman, we're seeking out a woman with values and stuff like that? A woman we to are, help us. We are in a Jeremy, but you see, when time we talk it, person say, well, look, opportunity. So why when woman talk it, and opportunity shot? That is just a concept mm -hmm. of, of, of money. Every time a man say it, they have the mindset of, oh, yeah, look, some of the views. Mm -hmm. So, and I like some man uh, talk it, you know. We want a woman where she have a nice work, she have her house, she have her car, but everything I say, oh, somebody have the views. Oh, when so, you speak it out loud, they, 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 they see it yeah. as negative. Exactly. But, I, but from, well, my, from my point of view, yeah, I found that most men here talk like that. A men who then are really established from my point of view, most men who are here, what a man where have all of that, he's not really established. But a man that is established, and, and, and to be real, to be real, if you are established, it builds your confidence and ego. So you are more pronounced to go out there and find a woman. You're not still going to say, right, what a woman who established already. Well, you know, sir, I kind of disagree with you because being established and having your own things means that you may have gone through the relationships before where you know you were trying and she didn't have anything to support and whatever no you're at a point where you're established you don't want to go back to okay i'm the sole provider or this woman is gonna need this and this and this from me why can't we come to the table with what i have like jeremy said why can't I find a woman that 
is established as well. And that's right. why, if you notice the trend in Hollywood, celebrities tend to always marry celebrities. No, but in relates to what Travis is saying, you know, a man who is established saying that he wants a woman that's at his level, you, what's the chance that you hear people say, yo, as somebody might look to use? You're not going to see it that way someone looks going to use. You're just going mm-hmm. to see that you want someone at his level. But someone who is who's not established saying that, by default, or am I going to wear it as somebody might look to use? So don't so you think that's a, a bit difference. hypocritical? Uh, because the, the reality it, it goes the same way for the lady, you know, ladies, you know, because when you when we hear ladies say that they're looking for a guy that is established, like Brian said, we are the first to jump up and said, gold digger, uh, you just want a man, them thing. So you go both ways. The question, as, as Maxwell said, you know, um, I think it, in our DNA to be a provider, but sometimes if we provider or we have too much ego we are trying to prove or something because there's a point we are providing because as I say if if you go through so much of a relationship and you always be the provider and this time you're looking for somebody who can probably equally match or not not say equally but somewhere put there I don't think anything's wrong that now but sometimes I, I don't have so much honestly I don't think it's much of a ego, I just think it's a case where most men just want a female that's beneath them. Yeah. So just talking about DNA. Probably. Yeah. All right, Travis, look at it like this, right? When a man is talking to a woman in, in Jamaica, right? And you approach a girl, a lot of women, a lot of women, I don't know if this is a test or what, but Let's not even say a lot. Some women, one of the first things they ask you for is what? Money. Exactly. A phone card. Done credit. Service done. Credit. Service done. KFC. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They They are upfront and straightforward with what they want. So I agree with you, Jeremy. Why can't we get to that level where we say, hey, I'm looking for someone to support me spiritually, mentally, and financially. Be there as my partner. And since you want to be equal or this 21st century woman, and, be there as my partner. And, in I all think, these and, and I think that's why, Brian, sometimes us male are in this um, left in the shit because we, <laughs> we, we don't set out these criteria or basically pick up just pick up a woman right and don't road when things get sour you're just left with pretty much nothing at you know pretty much going back through starting all over again correct me if i'm wrong i think the key word right there in the brain as i say support you know spiritually um financially and what i say again physically Spiritually, mentally, you know, and financially. financially. I think the key word there, you know, when you come on to the, 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 the support, you know, because really, you know, tell a woman, say, more take care of me. You know. It's support. Exactly. So it means that exactly. you are going to use all of your money and take care of me. It's support. So that's support for support. So I think they miss the key word most times. And things say, I use your looks, maybe use or you want to take all of my money here. No, I support. It's support, so yeah, support me in all those three ways. 
Yeah. But even more, even more important than that, I just want to touch on our last two points real quick. You know, as as a, as a mother and as a you know partner, I guess as a partner, we basically touched on that. We basically discussed that because that kind of covers you know everything spiritually, mentally, financially, and as a mother itself. But you know, as a mother, I think. I don't know why there's so many broken families. I don't know if it's, you know, the male's fault in terms of lack of commitment or I don't know if it's, you know, the female where the whole, like I said, Jeremy, the jacket thing or, hey, you know, you can't provide this. So automatically, I'm going to look someone that can provide for me. Because, you know, you, we need our females there to be, a, be that nurturing, supportive role in our children's life. So I, I want to hear just a quick, just quickly, what you guys think. Um, well, I, I think, well, for one, we know that mothers, Nurture comes naturally. Natural. Right. That comes naturally for them. And in a family or in a relationship, um, I don't think they'll have an issue generally doing that work or putting out that effort. I think it, the problem is when they get overwhelmed with it, especially if it's more than one kid. And as the male, you just walk past, do your thing, watch TV, football games, and with a friend while she's there struggling. Do this. I don't think they have a problem doing that part. So, I've observed. If they let me ask to... you a question real quick. What if it's a case where you know, a man and a woman is separated and there's a child involved? Because you know, I have a case where one of my kids you know, the mother is basically not really a supportive aspect in the child's life, you know? So it's, it's mainly down to me and my wife. We provide whatever she needs. And if the mother will call it more of a, oh, hey, can she come over for holidays and whatnot? Yet if we call and go, hey, listen, she needs a book for school that you, you'll never get a response. So what about in a case where the male and the female are separated and there's a child involved? At the end of the day, it's going to come down to, um, well, one, it's for another balance. How would we work it out? And it's a case where it's one-sided, well, from the US side, understand that the government really stepped in that and play a role to make sure that both parents play a role in the child. Right? Not really, you know. As no? Maxwell, can tell, Maxwell can tell you. On the US side, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you say. Female has automatic, automatically won most of the time if you have to 
take it to the case where you go to court. Right. Okay, want you see yeah. what you guys do? So exactly. So you're saying that um, for the system chose the female? Of but course. In my eyes, still, no matter the situation, I always say that a child is innocent and a child never asks to be on this earth. You know? Exactly. So no matter the, no matter the situation, because you have some people look at it, oh, men are there again, so men will add in or this or that. Some people look for some foolish reason not to be in a child's life. You know, I'm going to see that as wrong. No matter the situation, both of us are to come together and say, hey, this is how we are going to do this or this hour. No matter what we have, we can't agree or not, but for the child's sake, we are going to agree. Because the child is innocent. So the Chab- child needs both, both support from mother and father. Chabi, the reality is that some women use their child as hostage, right? So, so that is something. the first big major problem right there. So, you know, I just had a show on, I just had an episode on that about baby mamas. Yeah, man, they were watching. Yeah, yeah. We, we, tech, we, we were there. Yeah, I saw y'all, I saw you all following on live, I mean, live watching that night. Definitely. You know, so, yes. you know, you definitely have women as, as vindictive that, that, that purposely seeks out the hurt, the, the, the guy with the children. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's this there's this young lady that I work with, right? And she basically she broke up with her baby father, and her reason was lack of you know emotional support, lack of love, whatever. Because it wasn't financial, as she controlled every aspect of the financial household. So it wasn't financial; it was attention and. Emotional support, things like that. No, it's a case where she wants that. Um, what's that? They take it to court for again child support. She wants that child support. She also wants to um, come over and watch the kids whenever she needs to go to work. Right, and it's always, hey, I want this on on my turn. Right now, I'm not sure what kind of a person the guy is, but you know, she's always saying or complaining about, okay, so when he comes over, he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that and he doesn't do this. And it's like, maybe, you know, try and work it out somehow. Just, just try and co parent. But a lot of women don't want that. Even when they made a decision, they still have to be vindictive. But you have to keep in mind, though, Brian's that it does go both ways. And a lot of women would say that most, oh, yeah. most men tend to abandon them. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's something that's been building for a generation. And that's why a lot of women would prefer to say, you know what, I'll take the, take the child. And just take care of the challenges. I don't need nothing from you. The moment right. she's yeah, put up a hard end, they say, you know, because that's based on things she has experienced and her family, her mother, her sister, everyone around her being through. She's like, so the moment a man started to play hard and like in the one player role, she was glad to take the child and do it herself. 
And as I yeah. said, some will be vindictive and say, all right, even though she can't take care of her herself, she can't care of court to force her to pay whatever. Well, well, anyone, right. well, you know, Snipe, I like to use the word right there, most women talk. And, and, and I think that's the reason. Women are always talking about this situation. Man generally don't talk, right? Even when they know that they have an abusive partner who is withholding their child, they just keep it. Yeah. yeah. I have I have witnessed cases where a father wants to play a role in, in, in his daughter's life. And the, the mother is totally against it. I have seen cases where a father paying child support before the court intervened and she would walk and spread and talk and tell everyone that hey, he's not giving her anything. Most men don't walk and talk and say, hey. May I mind this, may I mind that, or whatever. But woman, woman always attack. And and Jeremy, to that, I want to say to all the listeners, to all the male, check out Max's podcast, A Journey to the Throne, because we all need that support system. We all need, you know, some advice somewhere down the line. So, you know, check out A Journey to the Throne, Max's podcast. It's very helpful and informative. And to the points that you made, Jeremy, I have literally lived through that very first point. Been there, lived through it, trying to be a part of, you know, my child's life. And just, ah, no, no, you, you can't do this. I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do that. But, but you'd want me to, you know, consistently pay for this and pay for that and yet I should not have any form of interaction with my child and, and that's the point we're trying to make that while not all mothers do it, not all women do it the ones that do it as men we're just asking that hey, just you know be a little bit more understanding try and co-parent because like Travis said in all circumstances the child is innocent and, and I will and it ag- never fall on the child and I will agree Brian that men us men need to step up that that's just true big time in all big time relationship in our kids life and stuff like that we really need to step up we have gotten too laid back I think that's one of the reasons why no women are leading the pack why you got the, the 21st century woman, the modern woman. And honestly, I think I think we have to do a follow-up to this, you know, and look at the role of a man in a relationship. Because yeah, it's it's not just down to the woman. Man has to play a big part as well. You know, with that being with that being said, I'm glad you said that. I was just thinking of how we are the leaders as being men, we've been given a great role on this earth and i think that when we do find women that do show those attributes of of spiritual support of 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 ambitious of just a homekeeper or or even a businesswoman you know and show all those qualities of a of a wife material and, and supportive towards her husband and her family and put some first i think we should utilize her strengths that she may encourage other women because I think that's what we're failing to have out here in this world. 
we're failing to have women uh, be role models for their younger women. Like, like if, role model. if you look at, if you look on TV now, social media, everything that's a role model now is something that you don't want to be married to. So if the women are following those people, just look at the following. If they got 12.2 million followers, maybe maybe 11.1 million want to be like her, you know? So, or maybe 12.2 want to be like her. So that look how many women that is in the world want to be like this woman that you wouldn't even want to marry. So that, you know, those are those people are cloned. So I, I think that if we, we as men, if like right now, even if we meet some women through these podcasts right now that, that can be influential to the younger generation and other women, I think we should support them as far as putting them on shows and, and not helping them establish a show and putting them in the forefront that they may be role models, you know, publicly. That's a yeah. very good point, Maxwell, because just as I was talking to a female friend, I was telling that on my WhatsApp status, where most of the females, like basically 90% of the females, also tell, when they post something about a man, it's always negative. Right. Very negative. And you have to find even posting positive. So you're correct. That's something that we as men too need to encourage. When we find a female that is on that part that we agree, give the thumbs up, yeah, help her to promote her sisters and friends and family to help that grow. And on the same breath as well, Snipe, uh, the, the, the females that have, know that they have a good partners or a good partner out there, they, they need to promote that partner as well and, and, and speak it because most women, knowing that they have a good partner out there, still tend to join the negative party against man and, and stuff like that. So they need to start spreading good words as well. And you, and you know why that is, Jermaine? You know why that is? It is always the woman that doesn't have a relationship or doesn't have a good relationship that influences the woman that has a good relationship, a good partner that will always, that, that woman that doesn't have these things influences the other one negatively. Like, need um, yeah, they'll always be like, no, hey, what he bought you? He bought you roses? Oh, no, no, no. You need better than that. You need this and that. But in reality, hold on. Nobody bought you anything. You didn't even get roses. So how are you going to try and tell this person that she needs this and that and you're not even getting that in your life? But gentlemen, it, it, it has been a pleasure as usual, but we definitely need to do a follow-up to what a man's role in a relationship is. Mm. Because I don't want females to think that we are just, you know, anti. Them. Okay. Yeah, we're not we're not here to do that. We're just here to talk it as it is. Travi, what were you saying? Travi well gents until then. I am Zian, your host with the most straight and plain. Good night. Walk safe. Good night. Uh, blessings, everyone. Thanks to everyone. Go ahead, Brian. I was saying, Maxwell, you know, thanks for being a part of the show again. 
as usual, you know, we like your insight and your input on the topics. Now, we'll see you on your show Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday, man. Make sure you follow us. I think it's 8.30 on your time. 8, 8.30 on your time. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to be talking about, oh, we're going to be discussing uh, the, the demasculizing the men. You know, that's that's what the world is doing right now. They demasculizing our black our black men, uh, trying to make us feminine and, and make us look inferior to the world, inferior to our women. It's a little bit what we talked about tonight. So we're going to be discussing that this Thursday. So, you know, tune in with us on a journey to the throne. All right, we'll go. Maxwell is definitely a, a honorary um, last of the real podcast host right now, you know, back to back. Hey, I, I'd like to thank you all also, man, for just inviting me on. I, I seen the, uh, I seen the post, I seen what you posted on YouTube that you put the episode on, man. It really looks nice. The episode was nice. My wife enjoyed it. And I salute to you brothers to keep doing what you're doing, man. And God's going, God's going to pour into your, you all's podcast, man. I mean, it's really, it's really insightful, and it's very encouraging. And like again, you say again. I just want to add to, like you said, to the women that's listening right now. It's not, you know, when you're hearing these type of things that men are saying, consider what we're saying and instead of get offended. Consider them and put them on a scale and weigh it up and see if you apply if it applies to you. And if it does, then you know, let's work to better ourselves. Just as we want to hear from women about men so we can apply it to ourselves so i, I just want to make sure we put that out there thank you for thank you again for having me on the show man and it's a great night i want to get you all on the show as well so just be looking for that man so when i get that call you know be ready short answer all right guys until then this is another episode uh, thanks to the subscribers as well. We are definitely seeing some positive numbers on YouTube. And to the one, friends, family that haven't subscribed yet. German, we what? We see you. We see you. <laughs> All right, guys. All take right. care. All right. All right.